so I don't know, really. I mean, if you think about it that way, Kenny, I see no point in keeping that many, you know, empty bottles around for that. Look, you never find enough places for empty bottles. Mm-mm. That's all I know. Oh, well, hello. <laughs> I was going somewhere with that, and then I immediately hit eject because I was like, <laughs> nothing good is going to come of this. Absolutely. If anything, I thought that was the point. <laughs> the 17 people that listen to this podcast would be like, yeah, not anymore. So I just <laughs> I was like, nah, get out, go. Nope, nope, nope. Not going to do it. Um, hey, and welcome to the Big Ten and Rich podcast. Right now, it's just big and tan. Um, Richard somewhere. He's good for tonight. I know that. He's, he's uh, in the world. He's out in the world. He's somewhere. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, yeah, hey, man. Hell, hell of an album name. Hell hell of an album name. Hell, hell of a movie. Just <laughs> That's what Richard's <laughs> autobiography documentary about richard's life good for tonight um god that made me giggle too much too hard um that's what she said anyways uh as you can tell me and kenny are on one in fact tonight and we're ready to get this going let's start off with a little thanksgiving recap i had a busy thanksgiving how about you man i thought it was gonna be a mellow like relaxed less stressful thanksgiving yeah and i I did it to myself it's not i just did i did it to myself (laughs) we kind of did it to ourselves too over here it's just you know and i give Lindsay all the credit she's the one that was like i was like because my family really doesn't do thanksgiving um so she was like no we need to go visit your family we need to go see your family so i give her all the credit but still driving Five hours to get there it sucks, was a drain. Driving and then six hours. We finally didn't have to have a detour though, so that was nice. Um, it was nice to see everybody. We all hung out at Pitchfork. That was, I needed that. That was yeah, man. I, I I enjoyed that good to see everybody hang yeah. out and just goof off, like and just be dumb, and you know, just you know, just be us. That we you know we don't get to do that as often as we used to. Um. But other than, oh yeah, so we pulled in to my parents' house. I like my recap's going to be fast, so that's why I went ahead and just kind of ran. Oh no, you're good. Um, we got in probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and we're sitting down and talking to my mom. And I was like, "So what are we doing tomorrow?" My mom looks at me and goes, "Thanksgiving." And we were just kind of like, "Huh?" Coming and in. my dad, if my dad goes, "Don't worry, I found out today too." <laughs> <laughs> So this whole Thanksgiving thing has happened on Friday. And so we were like, okay. And so we did all that. That was nice to see everybody. My mom's sister came over with her kids and it was, it was fun. It was good to see everybody and kind of hang out and just be silly. Um, My nephews were there and my sister and brother-in-law were there. So we got to hang out a lot. Um, And then pitchfork happened. So what was the trigger for that? Just, because it's not very common, right? No, well, not really. And you know, some things have happened on that side of the family that are sad. And my grandmother's getting older, so I think my mom was just like, people need, town. Pe- "People need to get together." 
sits in town. Let's get together, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, okay. That's fair. But just, I'm just, just, I understand it. Just a heads up is all I'm asking for. Yeah. Let me know what I'm walking into. But so uh, Let me walk in with a can of cranberry sauce or something. <laughs> well, Lindsay, her dad makes a chocolate chip pecan pie for Thanksgiving every year. Mm-hmm. And so we had that in hand with some sausage balls that she made. And when I tell you they're just as good as Kathy's, I am not even flinching. The sausage balls? Yes. Nice. That is high praise. That's on my list for uh, Christmas this year. I'm going to make some. Ooh, dude. I forgot to, of all things, I forgot to make. I made all this stuff. I had this huge charcuterie board and all this stuff. And Yes. No sausage cheese balls. Got to do that. I think last Gotta year might have been the first year that I didn't have any. I will tell you one thing Lindsay did that I was, one, impressed about, and two, after she did it, I, it made sense why she did it. She did, uh, like, local farm sausage and had me shred all the cheese. Okay, so there, there's so there's something to that. Like, Yes, I like it better. So. I've always shredded my own cheese, or I have started to, because it's just, it's just better. It doesn't have, like, all that... Uh, well, like what they the, put in the bag stuff, come to find out, is... They put stuff in it to keep it from sticking to each. Exactly. To exactly. That's what I was getting to. That's what I was trying to. That's what I was. Looking oh, okay. Okay. Like I'm sorry. The, the additives in there affect the, uh, the texture of it and everything. And I don't, I don't like that stuff. So I've been shredding my own cheese for a while now. It really doesn't take that long either. All the best. And then um, I'll tell you how good it was. She used the same recipe, but used turkey sausage. Uh, honestly, oh, okay. the only difference was it wasn't as greasy. Like, same taste. Same texture, same everything. It was really good. Man, I had some somebody at work make some one time with like some like homemade like sack sausage. Yeah. And holy crap, that stuff was good. But that, you you can't just like find that stuff anywhere though. No, no, you you like it's worth it. Even some my mom, she just used Tennessee Pride. That's all she ever used to make her sausage balls. Yeah, same here. I just go for the spicy. Yeah, and it's just good. It's just it's good sausage. You could say, well, it's not local anymore. They got bought out, but it's it's local to us, damn it. Yeah. Um, a, little, yeah. a little bit of Tony's in there with it? Oh, yeah. Mm, Ooh. Shit. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just Ooh. saying. We both, we both let them know. I'm just uh, saying. Tony's is, yeah, that's some good sausage balls, Kenny. Um, good news on my front. The house sold, so I will be an official North Carolinian. Um, after this coming up weekend, uh, next weekend, I'm sorry. So that'll be, that's an exciting time, you know, as, as goofy as it sounds, really just starting the next chapter in my life at 39 years old. So that's pretty cool. Day you sign, man, I might, I might, I might shed a tear. (laughs) It ain't real until you sign that paper. It, It isn't real. You're right. You're right. I, like I still have a foot in Nashville as long as I have that house. And so that's kind of the last straw and all of that. But, you know, it's happy. It's good times. I'm going to have to drive by and wave at it. The barrio's gone forever. Yeah. Before um, they turn into a shotgun multiplex. <laughs> go for it. Like <laughs> Someone was like, you know, you know, they're going to sell your house for like two times. I was like, I don't care. Like I've been really good about like once it's not mine anymore letting go and just being like cool do whatever you want with it oh yeah like i i would never look at like my last house there's no point there's there'd be no time ever that i would look and see what that house is worth right 
I mean, right now, currently, what our, our other house was, yeah, I mean, we could we could probably profit twice as much if we would have yeah. stayed in that house. But we wouldn't have this one, and we wouldn't, Ashton would be in the school he's in and all that stuff. Like, you just have to just, when it's time, it's time. Well, think about how much you'd have to pay for that one. Oh, yeah, exactly. And this, that's the thing. We, we would, If we would have waited, we'd be stuck. Yeah. Because we wouldn't have anywhere to move. Yeah. Because we, we even even with double the profit, we still couldn't afford it. A hundred percent. So yeah, when it's time, it's time. So it was time. It was time. It's time. You're, you're in a good spot. I'm excited to see how that how that all plays out. And I'm excited to come to North Carolina at some point. Yeah. I feel like we're... I feel like I got a lot of got a lot of time to make up with Carolina. I hadn't been there very much. Oh, other we than got Asheville once. So. We got some spots for sure that you're definitely going to hit up. So be ready for that. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be nice and laid back experience for sure. Um, let's get into your Thanksgiving and how you put yourself in a hole. Well, so I don't know. What, I don't know what happened. So last year was probably our most laid back Thanksgiving ever, ever. But uh, probably the most <laughs> deflating because I mean. Like I said, our meal was fine, but it was like it's not that home cooked meal that we were used to. But you know, we just didn't go anywhere. Like nobody, we didn't go to anybody's house. I didn't cook anything. It was just strange. Right. So this year, it ended up to where we were just gonna go to Richard's mom's house. It's kind of our tradition, you know. Yeah. Not kind of. It is. It is our tradition. And we always have a great time there. We eat a ton of food, watch football. You know, it was great. But. I was like, man, you know, this is the first time that I'm cooking and only going one place. I was like, I got all the time in the world. <laughs> so we had, we had, you know, we had this group chat and I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I want to make, I'll make a couple pies, you know, no big deal. I'll try to make my own pie crust this time. No big deal. And I just started just, man, I really feel like making this. I feel like making that. I, I don't. I mean, I can't even remember how many things I made. I'm trying to think of how many like nine by thirteen pans we brought over there, but it had to be at least fuck, five. <laughs> so, so Rich and Jessica, they brought how many pans? Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I, <laughs> then, I think, I think it will because I just lit, I just rattled off a list of stuff I was yeah. bringing, <laughs> and there wasn't really anything else left. Right. Like that. My thing is, is so what I'm hearing is is Rich's family like benefited from your uh, over eagerness to prepare food. Oh yeah, but but the things you know, <laughs> I I like I like to cook, and the whole plan yeah. was you know we were gonna do it all anyways, you know, so you know, so Rich's mom didn't have to do as much this year and all that stuff. That's good. So that was part of the plan anyways. Yeah. But like, I got way too excited with the stuff I wanted to bring. Hey man, there's nothing wrong with letting Kenny just go and do what he's gonna do. Because well, in the long run, it's just money in your pocket. But as far as like good tasting food goes, yeah, I mean, I was I was totally fine with it. But man, like I just I guess not just like all the planning in the world. Like I just could not. I thought I would have all this time. Like okay, I would make the pies at night. No big deal. I'll get up in the morning. I'll get all this stuff going. Man, I got home. I get. I've already had the pie crust made. Like pre-made and I had, I had to roll it out and all that stuff but that wasn't even yeah. a big deal but it's like i had to wait I, like we the one thing about this house that i wish we had that our other house had was the 
the double, the actual double ovens. Because oh. it, it cut down so much time because I can cook two things at two different temperatures, no big deal. But I can't do that anymore. So I had one pie that I had to like bake the crust without anything in it and then with something in it. And then I had to make the other pie. And all, both of them took like an hour to bake. And it's like, next thing you know, it's like two o'clock and I'm going to bed. <laughs> and then I wake up even, I even wake up like late. And I'm like, I wake up around like eight, maybe, I don't know, 8.30. And then, like, I don't, I feel like I didn't stop, I stopped cooking for 30 minutes. And then before <laughs> I knew it, it was like six o'clock. Right. You know, and, and we're like at Richard's house. And I haven't even ate, didn't, it's not that I did it on purpose, but I didn't eat, didn't eat a damn thing. Like, That's I had good. a bowl that I was going to eat cereal. And then, like, before we left, I looked at it in the corner. It's just still sitting there empty. Sad. And Sad I laughed. Bowl. But it's like I had so much stuff to, like, prep. And I'm like, one thing's in the oven, so I'm getting something else going. And I was like, I just never felt like I could just, like, I didn't have time to take a break. And I'm glad I didn't decide to take any breaks because I wouldn't have had time. It's like, it was like, we were late. Not super late, but, like, late enough to where, like, I was getting pissed off at myself. I mean, everything, this is the, everything turned out great. Like, my pie crust, like, the thing is with pies, like, I got to make more pies, the crust tasted fine, but you know, like it just didn't, it looked ugly as hell. I didn't spend any time on like trying to like make it look fancy or anything. It was my first time making one. I don't know why it was my first time, but it was super easy. But I just didn't feel like fiddling with the uh, with the crust. Right. Rich's mom kind of gave me a rundown. I mean, I'm, obviously she makes a ton of pies, pies. Yeah. and everything else. So she kind of gave me the rundown. So I'm gonna try some stuff the next time. But man, it was just like. What the hell I was doing? Like, we, like we went back for seconds on not Friday but Saturday because I finally didn't have to work on a Black Friday this year. Thank God. Congratulations. Yeah, I don't know how that even happened, but it did. But <laughs> when we went back Sunday, I felt like that. I'm mean, a Saturday. I mean, that I felt like that was like, I felt like that's how it was supposed to be. <laughs> we got there. It was like one o'clock. He did a, you know, sat down, ate food, and watched, watched football, didn't have to do anything, wasn't like in a rush. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. So uh, it's just, I guess this is how it, unless I have Thanksgiving at our house uh-huh. and I'm not going somewhere else, I think I'm just, I'm just probably end up doing it to myself every time, it seems like. Oh, you will. Only because it's, it's, it's just how you are. You're like, man, I want to try this. I want to try this. I want to try this. Well, I got to make it all if I want to try it. So I'm just going to make it all and then everybody can try it. Yeah. Well, I will say this, though. I did actually, I tried a lot of new stuff this year. Like, I want, I don't know why, certain things I need, I need to get my, my staple recipes and just leave them alone. But there was a few I'm glad that I tried. Um, I made my own stuffing, which I've made stuffing tons of times. This one was just cornbread stuffing, but I, I made my own cornbread to put in it and all that stuff. I feel like that turned out really good. Uh, I made a new green bean casserole recipe. No canned soup, no nothing in it. Oh, It kind of made like a homemade cheese sauce, but had bacon in it. And man, that was really, really good. I was really surprised at how good that turned out. And I made a baked macaroni, oh. which was like it was different. It wasn't like I guess I wouldn't say it was macaroni and cheese because, you know, baked macaroni is more more like solid. 
Yeah. Because it has eggs and stuff in it. So, like, you can actually, like, cut a square of it and it'll stay in a square. Right. But I feel like that turned out. I feel, I feel like that turned out really good. Like, I was kind of surprised at how good that turned out. Because usually when I make macaroni and cheese or any kind of baked macaroni, like, to me, it's always, you know, it's like, it's fine. But I've never found one that I'm like, yeah, I want to make that again. But this one actually turned out really good. So and it was really strange the way he had to make it. I'd have to, I'd have to like describe it to you. It was weird, but, <laughs> but it turned out good. Um, pumpkin pie, I thought was really good too. But the one thing that was kind of disappointing, which I guess I have to make it up to him, but I tried a different pecan pie recipe this year. Uh huh. And I had one, like I had a good one that had like maple syrup instead of the um, corn syrup and all that stuff. Right. And for some reason, I don't know why I tried a different one, but I know Ashton just didn't kind of it didn't like it as much, and I didn't either, to be honest. Like I was just like, eh. I should just well, so so I kind of learned like I I, I kind of I gained some new recipes, but then at the same time. I kind of learned my lesson. It was like, you know, maybe I should have just probably stuck with some of the older ones. So, Right. Like, stick with Trusty. If yeah. everybody likes it, there's no point in getting rid of it. Yeah. So, I'll be I'll be better prepared. But, yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe for Christmas or something. I don't know. Maybe I was just... Because, I mean, pecan pies are easy. They are. I mean, that's just going to add. Because, I mean, God, dude, Christmas is terrible, too. The thing with Christmas is I still make large quantities of stuff, and there's less people to eat it. It's like me, you know, Mindy and Ashton and my mom and it's some, and usually her husband. That's it. So, so but those that, lads, but man, that weekend, that weekend <laughs> is lovely. <laughs> it's just like potato au gratins and spinach dip and like honey baked ham and all kinds of just for like days. So let's talk about this char board and then we're going to get back into the episode. We'll, we'll move it along. What I like, I need to know what meats, what you have, what fruits, what dips, man. So I had, golly, did I had, I had like four kinds of meats. Nice. I had like some different, different salamis and sopracetta and, um, some like chorizo and some uh, what you call it? What's the what's the Italian ham? Uh, not, cap- not, not capicola. Ca- not capicola. No gabagool. No, <laughs> it's it's prosciutto. 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 Okay. Some prosciutto. prosciutto. I had like I had my maybe had like eight kinds of cheese. Nice. Because this is the thing. What I love about Kroger is like. Certain ones, like the one down the street from us, has a really nice, like they updated it a couple of years ago with a really nice, like, night, like fine, like cheese section. And it's got like three areas with like all these different kinds of uh, like Murray's cheeses. Yeah. But they'll have like huge sections, like a big wheel of everything and like slices of it. But then off to the side, they'll have like smaller slices of everything that's kind of in that area. Uh-huh. So you don't have to get like these huge like eight dollar chunks of like cheese that you don't even know if you're gonna like or not. You can get something smaller for like half the price and just get a bunch of them and try a bunch of different cheeses, which I think is pretty cool. So I just started just grabbing stuff. I didn't know what any of it was gonna taste like for the most part. Right. But you know that and like 
How um, many olives? How many different types of oh, olives? Oh, yeah. Three kinds of olives. Gotcha. Gotcha. All, all kinds of like nuts and pickles. It, the little gherkins. Okay. 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 Nice. Nice. We had some kind of cherry, some kind of cherry jam. And Ooh. Regular honey, hot honey. Nice. Um, kinds of different crackers and stuff. Got to do it. That's nice. Sounds like a good char board. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Oh, in a, in a pimento cheese uh, cheese ball. Oh, 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 just smack dab in the middle? Yep. Nice. You went all out. I'm, I'm impressed. Kenny, good job. I'm going to do, do that again for Christmas this year. <laughs> okay. It took a lot of space up last time, though. I had like half my island was covered with meats and cheeses. Now that I was eating for like a week. <laughs> that was ridiculous how much meats and cheeses i was eating uh, i was bringing funny. like bags of meats and cheese to work so i could just eat it throughout the day <laughs> you had all your snacks planned this is terrible um well uh do you have anything else for thanksgiving is that about it no man uh other than that like well, look. i'm saying like the, i will say this though the turkey that they fry was holy shit it was good that's good. My dad got a smoked ham from Wits that was very good. Really? And then the Thanksgiving with Lindsay's family, I had a dry brine turkey that was very good with stuffing. Mm. Um, and then he had a maple syrup glazed turkey oh. that was very good. Yes, that's my language right there. Very good. Um, again, did the New England stuffing. So that was fire. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. Oh, yeah, real quick. I forgot. So this yeah. year, uh, we did get the pineapple cheese casserole. Right. I promised that I would talk about it. On point, as usual. Good. And Richard's mom actually made a charcuterie board. That was very nice. Oh, nice. Especially like the cream cheese with the blackberry, with the blackberry jam. Good. Nice call. That is a nice call. I like it when they do cream cheese with like a habanero peach. Yeah, or some kind of yeah, some kind of pepper jelly. Jalap- jalapeno strawberry. That's mm. my that's my jam. Well, we're gonna talk about something. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have something? No. Okay. We're gonna get into something that we don't normally talk about on the show, but everything that's been going on with college football here lately, um, and as well as Georgia, as well as Georgia's doing this season, we. We thought it'd be good to talk some college football for once. Um, man, what a crazy just two-week period of football. Um, Georgia manages to go the regular season undefeated after beating Georgia uh, Georgia Tech. They play Alabama in the SEC Championship this week, and that's not the biggest news. Um, yeah, man. LSU has a new head coach. They do. They do. Um, Brian Kelly, he killed a kid. Um, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure um, I'll be hearing about that for a while. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, not from me, probably from me, but yeah. Um, <laughs> LSU, I think what's funny is, is Notre Dame got Brian, mad at Brian Kelly for the same thing they did when they hired Brian Kelly away from Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. like The exact same thing. And so to do that is, but 
But this is what Notre Dame is. Why Notre Dame got mad is because Notre Dame just realized LSU's a better coaching job than LSU's a better coaching job than Notre Dame. Hello. Yep. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't hear you. Um, and so, like, they're having a hard time realizing that they're not upper echelon anymore. They're really just second. They're second tier team. Second tier school, I should say. Well, you know, with that with that school, like, you got to be a certain type of coach, and you got to and you got to know, like, you're gonna only gonna be able to recruit certain types of individuals. Because I mean, you know, obviously, it's a different school, and they're, uh, I mean, they have a really they they have a they have a very strong focus on academics. Yeah. So some kids that might be extremely talented, but not as talented on the school at the actual school side of it. Like you, you're kind of you're alienating a lot of a lot of recruits by being the head coach of that school. Like this is how it is. Like it's kind of like you know, kind of like Vanderbilt and other schools like that. Like right, you're not going to necessarily always be able to get the top tier talent due due to those limitations. So. And and I get it. I mean, school should be about schools. I mean, the sports is a huge part of it, but obviously, education is supposed to be the focus. Correct. We all know. We all know how that goes. But right. <laughs> so so I mean, I commend them for sticking to that. But as a head coach, like when it comes to when you have those limitations, and all these other top tier schools don't. To a certain extent, you're only going to get so far, really. And it, I mean, you might you might break through, you know, you might get lucky and break through, but it's going to be tough. And I give him credit. I mean, he did a, he probably did as well as you, at this at this point he probably did as well as he could. Well, they're saying that he did the best recruiting job any any anybody's done at Notre Dame. I think this last group he left a top five recruiting class. Oh, dude, he, he left while he was he he left while he was still on the road, and his assistants didn't even know. Well, I mean, it was the same way with uh, Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. I just, man, dude, there's some shady stuff that was going on with him when he left. So that's I know a it's a whole another story. I know it's LSU and all, but I just don't like. I guess if if he if they start if they get a good recruiting class and they start winning, I'll get over it. But I don't yeah. like. I don't like it, man. Like, you don't even tell your kids. The kids find out after the fact, and then you're going to have a meeting the next day at 7 Timmy, o'clock. Like, you're going through something that, okay, you're, you, you haven't been the biggest college football fan out there. I mean, and that's not a slight. That's just me telling the truth. You are figuring out something that's a hard pill to swallow when the more of a college football fan you become, the moment you realize college football coaches are complete dicks. They don't care about anything but a W. That's it. A W least, and a paycheck. At least the vast majority. That is it. That's for what sure. Every college football coach out there sells kids. They sell them lies. They tell them you're the most important player we need. We need you to make a national championship contender. Come here. I'm not going nowhere. I'm here for life. Yeah, they teach these kids like loyalty and team first and all this stuff. And then 
they don't, don't have even, it themselves. You don't even give them the respect no. of telling them first. I understand, like, the thing is, I understand the way recruiting works and the early signing period and all that stuff. And he has to, if he was going to do it, he probably had to do it at that time so he so he could start recruiting and all that Correct. stuff for, for the new school. I get it. Right. But tell, dude, tell your kids, or at least, can you wait to see how the play how the playoff shakes out? I mean, I, I well, man. he. What's even sadder is he did do it. He did tell him. He called a meeting at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Mind but that's you, these but are, that's after these they are, already knew. These are student athletes, and then only talked to him for four minutes. Well, this yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, come on, dude. But that's like, what, what my whole point is. Like, he called the meeting after they already knew. They already knew. The story had already broke. Well, and then oh, he I, well, well, there was an in between. Uh, he did send them all a text message. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. <laughs> what said, about it? What about his? What about all his? Uh, his uh, assistants out there recruiting and all that stuff. That well, that's the other part. Didn't know that none aren't of his going assistants. With yeah, none of his assistants left. To um, me, okay. So, so that's that thing. like says a little bit more about him <laughs> for some reason. That's the thing. So I, I'm not going to put on. I'm not. I can't put on like the the purple tinted glasses and just start going crazy about this because I am not excited about. Like I just, I just, I don't know. When people don't do the right thing, I don't care if it's my team or not. I don't like it. Like, right. I just when to me, if you're if your assistants, if you not if you don't have a bunch of assistants coming with you, that says it all to me. Well, the big one apparently was the offensive coordinator is the one they really wanted to come with him. And he was like, no, nah, I'm not going anywhere. Which is crazy because, like, everybody – because I remember hearing, like, a couple of days, you know, they were talking about Ollie, you know, how they had such a good relationship and this and that. And it's like, well, man, maybe not. Or maybe not anymore. Maybe he did all this without talking to them, and they were like, we don't like how this is shaking out. Hey, that's the thing. Like, it's like if you did want me to come with you, then why did you not talk to me about it first to see if I'm ready to make that kind of change in my life? Maybe I like where I'm at. Right. Maybe I and don't want only, to move. And I Maybe hate I to want to be this. next up. But if there's anything right in the world, Notre Dame wins the national championship. Oh, I was just, yeah, I was just thinking about that. You know, because they much as I don't want that to happen, because they made a quick move, like to, you know, kind of replace them. I mean, obviously, what was it? Their uh, defensive coordinator. Yeah, and that was a lot of everybody was like he was the next man up, anyways. Yeah, and, and so you know he was always going to get that job. Of course, you know everybody like it seems like everybody at that at the school like the other the other. Um, other coaches, the students, they love them, they love them, have a lot of respect for them. So maybe, so you know, they they made that move quicker than they probably normally would, just to solidify the position, so that that doesn't become the reason why they don't get in the playoff if it works out. Yeah, for that reason. I mean, to me, I think if something shakes out where they can just get in it, and they're competing for it, I, I feel like that's almost that's, that's almost like some vindication because it's like what well, i mean well the the i'll say this i've just to just to leave while you have a chance to compete like just there's so much there's just so much that's wrong about it to me the part of my take guy said the only thing that would make it better than notre dame just winning the national championship would be if uh 
they went and got the greatest interim head coach ever, Ed Orgeron, to come interim head coach Notre Dame and then won a national championship. (laughs) So it would get it would get LSU and Brian Kelly (laughs) in one fell swoop. Gosh, dude, how funny! That's just they said that, and I was just dying laughing. Um, But oh, and it would be, it would just, it would be hilarious. Um, But I don't think it'll shake out that way. Um, The Oklahoma hiring, um, the leaving of Oklahoma by I can't remember his name now, um, and going to USC. Oh, man, I heard his name a million times. Too. I know, and now I can't think uh, of it. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley, yeah. So there's two things with this move, and I don't I don't really care much about it because he doesn't affect me anymore as far as being an SEC coach. Um, a lot of it had to do with I don't think he wanted to come to the SEC. No, I, I agree. I agree 100%. I think he was He scared. has said a lot of things about the SEC – that would have bit him in the ass if he came to the SEC. He, When Georgia beat Oklahoma in the playoff, he said Georgia wouldn't survive a Big 12 season. I mean, a picture of this, though, like, okay, so picture being in the Big 12, right? And you're pretty much the cream of the crop of the Big 12, right? Yes. And you're still not even the most popular team in the Big no. 12. No. That, that, that alone sucks. Yes. So now imagine – Going to the SEC, where you're, where you're going to be, you're not even going to be this probably the second most popular team. And oh, by the way, the team that is the most popular is also coming with you. Yes. And now you got to compete against, you know, I mean, technically Alabama, Georgia, LSU. LSU. Like, it's not the move. Honestly, for as far as careers go, it's a smart move because. The team, I mean, his team, like the, you know, you know how fan bases are. They get used to winning a lot. Yep. He's not gonna. They're not gonna win. The, I mean, I'm not they're saying I'm not win. saying it's impossible. They could win, but they're not gonna have those seasons like that. That fan base is used to not playing in an SEC season. They're they're gonna have the wins. The problem is, is they're gonna have to deal with. They're gonna have three lost seasons. That's what I'm saying. And like, is how is their fan base gonna react to that? Yeah. And how and and if say he did go a couple seasons like that, how long would he be there before they started trying to replace him? Because you know the whole the whole the whole thing is cutthroat. But the Big Twelve isn't a very tough league at all. Uh, oh I no! Mean, as as Oklahoma, you really only have you have to survive. But if you lose, it's normally your own fault that you lost. But I will say this: going to the Pac-12 is significantly softer. Significantly, oh, oh. he can be a big fish in a small pond. This is what him him versus Oregon. It's Oregon. Oregon. Um, who else is playing good? Utah's playing really good football right now. So Utah is is well, is recruiting at an, an amazing clip too. So it's as really long as just they're playing Oregon. They are. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it's a it's it's a you know he already someone pointed out that if you look at his um roster at uh, Oklahoma, it's just full of kids from California, and a lot of his five-star recruits are from California. So they're saying he already can recruit the state better than anybody if he can pull them to Oklahoma. 
So that's why I was like, well, okay. So the the writing was kind of on the wall the whole time, and it just finally came to fruition. And yeah, I mean, so that thing, so it's just gonna if if that's the case, it's gonna make his job easier because he's now he's gonna live in the area that he's exactly. recruiting. It's and, gonna be easier to recruit because it's it's the it's the the local school. Yes. Or closer to home. And I mean, there is a lot of talent in that area. So it's 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 a good move. Once again, I just don't like the way he did it, but and you're right, but it's just it's it's a it's a much, much softer division. You division. I mean like I mean like what is it? The the third? Fourth? Out of power five, it's out of all of them. Out of the power fives, it's probably the fifth right now. It's that bad. Yeah. So I mean, because yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like when when Brian Kelly and uh, Pete Carroll left, it just went to shit. Well, actually, I take that back. When Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, and Chip Kelly left, it went to shit. There's a lot of advantages. I mean, because it's it's the campus. It's a. I mean, from pictures, this is a beautiful campus. Yes. The facilities are nice. The fan base is there. Yep. The notoriety's there. Just got to get it back. Just got. Just got to get him back in line, right? So well, it's a great, it's a, it's a great job if you can win there. If you can win, yeah. Which I have no doubt that he'll win. I mean, he'll, he'll he'll. College football starts and ends with quarterback. So if you can get a good quarterback, you'll be able to win. And Lincoln Riley's system that he has quarterbacks in, I mean, it made Jalen Hurts look like an otherworldly quarterback. Yeah. So Plus, I mean, other thing too to think about too. I mean, we talked about the the um, assistance and stuff coming with these guys, but then there's also the transfer portal. Yeah. Oh, and um, you never know. Move. I mean, some of these some of these coaches might have really good relationships with the kids. There may be there may even be kids that they told about this and didn't tell all of them. Yeah. To, just oh. with the hopes that hey, when I leave, you know, if you get in the portal, like we want you here, like. Dude, um, the names of the players that are entering the transfer portal this year just blow my mind. There is some serious talent out there ready to transfer, and it is crazy. Like, it's just the thing is, is people get upset about it. I just think it adds another level of, I guess, spiciness to college football to where it's like, man, this this kid goes to the right spot. They're going to be loaded. And it's just there's a lot of that going on right now. Now the a name that everybody's going to know is Spencer Rattler, the o- the Oklahoma quarterback. He just he's not as good as advertised. He is was super arrogant on QB one. He he carried this weird aura about himself on the Oklahoma sideline when Jalen Hurts was there, and even this season he acted larger, better than life itself, but. He's got a whatever school he goes to. He's got a lot to to prove that he he deserves to be a quarterback in the next level at all. Um. Yeah, we'll have to see how that pans out, dude. Um. The big news, the the football wise news is Michigan absolutely obliterated Ohio State. Yeah, man, and you absolutely just oh. love to see it. Oh, 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 Jim Harbaugh, after the game, drops one of the best rivalry lines in the history of college football. He goes, you know, you got some guys that are born on third base and think they hit a triple. Talking about Ryan, Brian, is it Brian Day? Brian Day. Yeah, talking about him inheriting uh, um, Urban Meyer's 
Ohio State team. That's 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 a good one. Ooh, dude, that was a shot. And Jim <laughs> Harbaugh has every right to do that because Jim Harbaugh had to build his team. And it is he a rough. It's a rough road, man. They thought he was going to get fired, but he took a pay cut and stayed. I give him credit for sticking it out too, man. And it's it's been tough. And to not beat Ohio State a single time and you finally break through, like it's calm. Like it was think- fun. It was fun to watch. Like we watched almost the entirety of that game, and the whole time I'm like, just please win this game. Like I most of it, I wanted I wanted to see him finally break through. I started feeling bad for him after a while, probably several years ago. But, like, you know, any any time that Ohio State can just – we could just not talk about Ohio State, I'm cool with it. Yeah. And guess what yeah. we're not talking about right now? Ohio I mean, we State. are. But I mean, we are now, but, up. I mean, I'm saying, like, <laughs> eventually, we, like, in a couple – probably in a week or so, we won't because they're not – they don't matter. Right. They're done. Yeah. They're done. Yeah, um, I'm okay with I will, it. I will say this. Georgia – Michigan will be a heavyweight fight if they make it in the playoffs. That will be a heavyweight fight. That will be a slugfest because it's a team that likes two like-minded teams just going absolutely at it with big dudes up front. Man, this season, like watching, I've watched, I watched, I might have watched more college football this year than I have in a long time. But the season's man. different. The season's different because. Everybody keeps saying it's the year of the defense. Defenses have come back to college football. And and it, and it happens every now and then in college football where it's, okay, this is caught up to this. We've got to figure out a different way of doing things. Yeah. And, and you look at <laughs> even kind of some cases in pro football, look at what the Patriots do. The Patriots really don't run a fast tempo anymore. They run the ball and play action. Yeah. They slow the game down. Look at what Michigan does. Michigan just ran down Ohio State's throat. And they just stay on them, stay on them, stay on them, stay on them. And Georgia kind of does the same thing. So, and then they just play good defense. They play good enough defense to not blow a lead. Yeah, but see, the thing thing with Georgia is they don't play just good enough defense to not blow a lead. They're they're like dom- they dominant defense. They're trying to hurt people. And yeah. I mean, that sounds bad, but I mean, what else can I say about that defense? It's just a it, it, it's a bunch of bad dudes. But there that's the thing. You know a defense is good when you might be more excited to watch them play on defense than on offense sometimes. Just to see what they'll do. Yeah. So yeah. I I don't you know, you you never know what could happen, but I just don't I don't I don't see their defense given to anybody. And I, you know, of course, and I would love to see them destroy Alabama. That's, so that's, I, I don't know how that's going to work out, but that's anytime, so that, that, anytime <laughs> that Alabama is a hundred percent out of the game. That's when I'm at, that's when I'm, I'm at my peak. Dude, you, I mean, I know how you were feeling during your LSU run. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit more confident than you were, but I'm just like, dude. I'm never confident though. Like I, I'll never allow myself to buy in. Until I know because I was more confident than you were in LSU. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a skeptic, man. I got to see it. 
Oh, dude, I'm just, I can't. I'm just super excited right now. I'm like, uh, just like, even if we lose this game, it's not about that. It's not about the SEC championship. This season is not about the SEC championship at all. It's about the national championship. We can lose oh, the of SEC course. Yeah, 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 yeah of course not. But that's what it's about. Period. Plain and simple. We have. But you, you really want to. I mean, that's the thing that you really just want to take care of Alabama, though. I know, and and people say, well, you didn't beat Alabama. I don't care if losing to Alabama means we win a national championship, Kenny. That's what it means. Oh yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't see them lose. I, I, with the momentum that they have, like I just see them just continuing through. Right. Um. Let's see. What else do we have? Do you have anything else on college football, or is that it? Oh, no, man. It's just, I don't know, it's just exciting. Wait, really excited because you know there's there's a lot of teams this year that are really good that. May not even make the playoff. I mean, we talked about it before, but I cannot wait till they expand this thing out a little bit. Hopefully, like a twelve team, eight team, something. Twelve teams. Uh, apparently, the big hurdle right now is, um, how many auto bids do the do the Power Five get? Yeah, and I understand that because I mean, one Power Five sells gets views on TV and sells tickets. Period. Two, they really only need to let serious teams in. I love UTSA. I love their story. Yes, they're undefeated. But do you think UTSA would stand a chance against Georgia? Hell no. And people say, well, you got to play the game. You're right. You do have to play the game. But you also don't do that to a team. You don't throw them to the wolves like that. You're just going to get embarrassed. You're going to embarrass them on a national stage. Exactly. Exactly. I just, um, you know, I, I want to see those 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 top tier teams from the power conferences play, and then those few fringe teams, like like say like say Cincinnati for instance or somebody like that, like that always always you know when they have a good season they're running their mouths and they they can compete with these other teams. I want to see it. Exactly. Exactly. Show it. Show put put. I mean, obviously, it's not their decision right now but like i want to see them put their money where their mouth is like i want to see them go against a top tier team for one of these other conferences and see what happens well let me put you in a good mood and we'll end the college talk on this one thing they all agree on with this 12 team expansion first round of the playoffs home games for the top seed now see that 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 would be awesome you talk that would, that would be a hell of an environment right there man. dude imagine a one playing a 12 and the 12 just is up at halftime and you can just hear a pin drop. Ugh. Oh, dude, I'm getting chill bumps just thinking about it right now. <laughs> That'd be this, dude, that is exciting. That's just great. Yes. All right. Um, well, I guess we kind of get a free roll tonight. Rich has just told us he's not going to make it. So he is, in fact, not good for tonight. We have got clarification on what that means now. Um, <laughs> College changes and talk. Okay, let's talk a little. Me and you went to go see the latest Marvel movie in theaters, uh, The Eternals. We uh, have seen The Eternals. Okay, so I can talk to you. Let's talk about the movie first, and then we'll get into the cutscenes. Because the movie, I don't have a lot to talk about. Um, I will say this. My thoughts. Angelina Jolie did not ruin the movie like I thought she would. Same, same here. 
the character, the director had like I listened to a review and I agree with it. The director have had an impossible task of introducing six characters and giving them all stories all at once and having it make sense. That's very hard to do. Was she a hundred percent successful? No. Was it still a good movie? Yes. Yeah, and that's the, that, that's kind of how <clears throat> that's kind of that was my worry. Same with yours is like, all right, you got these big name actors playing certain characters, and then you have lesser known actors playing these other characters. And I'm like, is the story just going to be focused on one or two of these characters? And we're really not going to know a lot about what's going on with these other people. You know, I was I was concerned. You know, and. Yeah, it did. It did work out really well. I mean, it was it was a longer it was a longer movie, which I don't have any problem with that. But it, I felt like it had to be right. And for its own, I mean, obviously they referenced a lot of the other events and stuff because it is the MCU. Like this stuff's all in the same, all in the same universe. But I like the fact that it it did feel it felt very self contained. Yes. So I liked how the story kind of progressed. You know, it was like modern times, but then they went back in the past to kind of show how they progressed with humankind and stuff and like how they really struggled with like human development and not being allowed to interact or interfere, especially when, you know, humans were killing each other, you know, and it was just. It, you know, it kind of it human. I mean, obviously they're not human, but it humanized them because it shows like their emotions and stuff like that. Um, and you just got a really good. I mean, I, I didn't see like the end coming, like with with like their really like their real true purpose was. Yeah. On planet Earth, like I that that was kind of a that was kind of a a, a shock to me. Yeah, no, that was like the thing is, is I was like that. The reason why I think they did that is is because we have to have a true ending to this movie. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to be like the Captain America first Avenger movie where we just introduce you to Captain America. These guys, for the most part, are going to be standalone, and they're going to have to have their own conflict. So we're going to have to have something for them to do while we're waiting on them to join the other group. Because technically, they're still missing. I mean, there's no more. I mean, they're down two Avengers or one yeah. because we got a Captain America now. Yeah. But we lost a Falcon. Yeah. So yeah, we're down two Avengers. So. I just think it's cool because I, I always hoped that they would explore like the cosmic stuff. Yeah. In the MCU, and they haven't really touched. They touched on it a little bit. You know, obviously we had Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy. That went that route, and we're gonna get more into that with like the third one, which is gonna be cool. And then, kind of not really with Thor Ragnarok, but a little bit. Just but a, there's, just a touch. But there's so much like the actual like cosmic powered beings, but like the Eternals and the um, what are their their dudes? The um, the uh, the people that are in charge of them. They're like the most, the most some of the most powerful beings like in the universe that create planets and stuff. Yes, celestials. Think of celestials. Well, which is crazy is the first celestial sighting was in Doctor Strange, correct? 
It was in one. It was in one of the movies. It was Doctor um, Strange because it was no no Mamu or something like that, where he had to trick him in order for him to not let the dark take over or whatever. So like he was a celestial being, so like he was all powerful. So like yeah. So he that's the first, I guess, real introduction to them from as far as the, the cinematic universe goes. Yeah. Um But I don't know, but like so like the actual like so like the actual like celestials, like the actual beings, you know, the yeah. celestials that are over the eternals. It's crazy, like it showed. It was cool to actually have them finally show what they were going to look like in the MCU, which they looked similar to how they looked in the comic books. Yeah, but to kind of show their power and like show them actually like creating planets and stuff like that was pretty cool. Yes. But then also to know, like in some of the movies, like there's actually like Eternals. I mean, Eternal Eternals, but like um, I just said, it, the Celestials they can actually die, right? And it's like that. It really makes you wonder, like, how? Because like, there's like a planet. I forget what it was in one of the Guardians of the Galaxies. Like, it was like a, the Celestial's head was like a planet, basically, that was inhabited. I can't remember which what it was called. That but was, it was it. like, yeah, that's right. It was a celestial being that they're they're harvesting his brain for. That's where the collector was, right? Yeah. So that was an actual like that was an actual celestial. And then there was like another. There was another, I can't remember, maybe if it was in Loki or something, like there was another like body part or something of a dead celestial. And obviously we know how big they are because they're bigger than a planet. Um, Which also I thought that was a really cool scene when, uh, I can't can't forget the celestial's name, when he just popped up and it's like, and you could see him from like Earth to really see how big he was. Right. Like that was that was awesome because like that's kind of what I always hoped with like they would do with like Galactus or something. Well, speaking of Galactus, I looked in the comic books, and just so you know, Galactus has killed a Celestial before. Okay, so then that was just, my point. Uh, let me put you on a power tier real quick. <laughs> so that was that was my point was we see these Celestials as these all powerful beings that actually create life, planets, etc. But yet we find throughout they've. Sprinkled out these little seeds where they're like, hey, these guys can die. Yeah. So it makes you wonder where they're going to go with that. And if that's the case, that's where they may go. Because obviously, you know, they're all about creating life and Galactus Wait, is about consuming did, uh, planets. Uh, did we say that uh, the other Celestial, I'm sorry, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, did you mention him? Oh, um, Ego. Uh, Ego? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Just to keep, just to so we got them all squared away. Back to Galactus. Yeah. So that's that. That was my thing. Is like now that they've kind of littered, they've kind of they kind of went in reverse. Like they showed dead celestials basically, or body parts of dead celestials, and now they've shown real life alive ones doing what they actually do. And now it's like makes you really wonder. Like, all right, so they they showed you dead celestials on purpose. So what? are they going to bring out as the thing that destroys the celestials? Because there can't be, there can't be very many things. Man, I think they're all Galactus, If Galactus is one of them, then like, I'm kind of, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for that cameo. I think they're holding off on him. 
because they know oh. once they once they go to him. Like, well, it has to be Fantastic Four, though. Right. So, and I don't think they're ready for the Fantastic. I think they're going to take their time with the Fantastic Four. So, don't get in a big hurry, wanting it. And I think that's a great idea to, uh, you know, take it easy. You know, just kind of take your time, get it right, and then move on with them. Um, what else about Eternals? I liked all the characters. I liked all the background and everything. I thought it was really entertaining. Yeah, uh, I like I liked how different they all were. Honestly, yeah. it it didn't seem like it didn't seem like any, either one of them were similar. I do like uh, that if one dies, they can just go out into space and reload and get another one. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up, man. Like I didn't realize. Yeah, it it, it really kind of and then that kind of dehumanized them. Exactly. You know, it's like uh, they just they're just almost like robots with programming so that's good exactly (laughs) um what uh and the fact that they that that was the real twist for me is the fact that they didn't even know it and they've done the same thing to planets for who knows i mean in eternity exactly and their and their memories just get wiped well see that's the thing i'm curious about is it the same ones or they no, send that's a, they yeah. send a bunch out to other planets. No, there's and, tons. No, there's t- apparently there's more. There's more Eternals other than them. Like there's that's a, there's what I a, thought. Okay, yeah, there's a there's a ton of them. It's just basically every time that they successfully complete one of these planet they, reformations, or or when another celestial is born, they essentially wipe their memories up to a certain point. And then just send them to a new planet, right? To have them do the whole thing, and then everybody on that planet dies, and they start over. And apparently, like Athena or whatever was the only one that had any remnants of the memories, and it was obviously fucking with her pretty hard. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was a crazy that was a crazy twist, and like, and then the fact that like Icarus was like he actually did know. Right. He was like one of the few that actually did know about it and like a lot of the other ones did not. Like and he got mad because Salma Hayek picked someone else to be the leader when mm-hmm. she got killed, so he got upset about that. Also Icarus flying into the sun and he was the one that actually killed her. Yeah, like Made I didn't me see, laugh. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I was like is he really about to do that? And then I was like Poof. yeah. But then it's like did he really die though? That like, I think I think they kind of let I kind of feel like they kind of left it open like I did not this is the, the one thing that did kind of disappoint me other than, I mean obviously I, I thought Gilgamesh was cool I didn't want to see him just like straight up die right but I felt like they died kind of easy I mean I know the de- the deviants or whatever are like their direct they're, they're like the, the, they're like the yin and the yang right exactly so I get it but it's like I guess I guess thinking from the comics and stuff like these are supposed to be some of like the most powerful beings in the universe. I mean, they're created by celestials. You wouldn't think they would just die that easy. But I guess like if they went up against anything else, they wouldn't. But it's just it was it just kind of sucked to see them kind of like the ones that did not you know the ones that didn't make it just kind of fizzled out. It was just like. Mm. That, that that part kind of kind of bothered me a little bit. I just I don't know. 
I got you. I do like uh, I do like the deviants that would when they were on Earth, they absorbed the power of whatever predator. They like the one in the cave was a bear. Oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. And then he turned he turned up then there was a bunch of wolves out on the ice. And then he became, I guess, kind of half gorilla, half human. I don't know. It was weird after that once he absorbed the Eternals powers, but other than that, I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, yeah, cool. Oh. It was like I said, cool movie, different concept. Cool. I liked, I liked how you know, a lot of the, the cast was very different. As far as I mean, it, it, it was a wide variety of of uh, backgrounds and things like that, and then you yep. even saw that in the movie. Like every character had a different side story, different personalities different ethnicities and kind of had their own, the way they impacted humanity in a different way. Like I, I, I thought it was really well done. And like you said, it was a very, it was a big challenge for whoever was going to take that on. And I, like I said, I think they did as good of a job as they could yeah. without making it a multi-part like thing. You know what I mean? Like, or just having some re- ridiculously long runtime where you have to go through the backstories of all these different people. Like you just can't do it. Um, you want to talk about the post credit scenes now? Yeah. yeah. All right, dude, Star Fox. I was like, now, first off that got leaked way far in advance. Vanity affair completely ruined that. Um, they had an article with it in it about, three weeks before the movie came out. So Vanity Fair sucks. Um, But seeing it on screen made it cool. Like I was like, all right, that guy's really feeling himself in this character. So I like that. Um, I like Patton Oswalt as his little sidekick. That's really cool. That was fun. Um, I think they're both going to do, I really like them in that role. So I'm excited about those two. Um... What did you think about them? Given you just kind of really got an introduction, and that's about. I it. just yeah, I just don't know a bunch about. I don't know a lot about Star Fox. Like I know who he is. Like I know that he's like Thanos's brother, right? Obviously, minus minus the deviant gene, so he looks he looks more like your average human. He, he looks like, I mean, because the thing is, that's the thing. With, I mean, they, they haven't talked about this a lot, which I'm guessing that they will probably in, in future films. But like, like Star Star Fox or whatever is a uh, Eternal. Yes. And so was Thanos. But he just had he just had he had the deviant gene, so that's why he looked weird. That's why he was like purplish. So that kind of kind of makes that make sense, but then. It's weird, you know, the more I, like, read about it and stuff like that, it's just weird how, like, how some things were allowed to happen. So I don't I don't even know. I'm sure they'll elaborate, but it's, like, on, like, that planet, the planet Titan, which I guess, I don't know how, they never really talked about how Titan was destroyed, not in the MCU anyways. Right. But, like, you had basically a planet of Celestials that were, like, off on their own doing their own thing and like breeding and stuff like that, which is supposed to be like, they're not supposed to do that. 
so that's why that's kind of why that's why like Thanos actually had for real family because they were like actually like doing stuff they weren't supposed to be doing. Right, they were just kind of like, yeah, we're not going to live by your rules. We're yeah, gonna... and they had and they essentially had their own planet and this right. and that. So I don't know if maybe at some point maybe the celest maybe the uh, celestials destroyed the planet. I don't know. They hadn't really got into that, but I'm sure. So, so there's a lot of interesting like backstory that can come with with Star Fox. But like as far as his actual character and what role he plays in the comics and stuff like that, like. He's very familiar, his outfit, and the, the person is familiar. I just don't really know a lot about him and what he does. So I'm interested I'm interested to see where they go with that. I mean, yeah. obviously they left a lot of they let they left the door wide open as far as like the story of like the Eternals. So we kind of have a pretty good idea on what they're gonna be doing in the next film. Which was cool, but I'm glad that um, I like how they didn't link it to kind of any of the other films. The only the only thing it could be linked to is another Eternals film, basically. Exactly. So so I like how they're kind of keeping it. They're keeping it together right now, and maybe they always will. Like you said, maybe it'll always just kind of be its own like little side story, and maybe some of the events that happen in the movies. Will have effects on other movies, but maybe they they won't be like one of these big like get together like Infinity Saga things because maybe it just won't make sense, or maybe it will. Who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. But it's probably gonna be a while before we see all that come to fruition. But yeah, no, I'm 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 excited about it. I'm also excited about the second post-credit scene i'm really excited about that because of the direction i think it's going in um well those who didn't know john snow i can't remember the actor's name was it kit harrington uh yeah um he played a character in the eternals that is known to later become the black knight uh, you remember, was it two episodes ago after I, I saw it before you and I said, I think this is going to be the year of the obscure character. That was part of my reason for saying that. And he definitely um, is. Although now, I mean, he was a member of the Avengers in the comic books. I mean, well, it's one of those things like who wasn't right in the comic um, books. But but you, you kind of knew he was in this movie because they people have already said, well, that character's name is the Black Knight in comic books. So that wasn't really a big secret. The big secret is, is who talks to him off screen when he opens the case to what's the sword called? Um, all is it all the Ebony, the Ebony, Ebony, Blade. Ebony, Blade. Ebony Blade? Ebony Blade. Yeah. He goes when he's getting ready to take the Ebony Blade. The voice asks him, is he ready for it? There's not much debate on who the voice is. Everyone is the consensus is it's Blade. I think they. I think didn't they confirm that that's who it was? I don't know. I haven't seen any confirm. So if you've seen it, then it's then I'm going with what you said. I thought that, that some director or somebody can confirmed that it was Blade. That or, is they, or they said that it was the voice of the actor that's going to be playing Blade. 
it is the voice. It is his voice. So, um, which I'm excited about, but also kind of bummed about because um, there is a Morbius movie coming out with Jared Leto, and it's probably going to stink because Jared Leto's not that good of an actor, especially when he does superhero stuff. Um, So not looking forward to that at all. I believe it's also a Sony movie, so even more reason for it to... We've seen what they've done with the Spider-Man universe as far as Venom. And that's the thing. So the thing is, like, I don't know. Now, I don't think that they're going to try to involve all of the Sony movies in the MCU. So so Morbius may just be a movie on its own, and it may not be linked to any movie in the MCU. And maybe Craven won't, and who knows what they'll even do with Venom. The thing with the thing with Venom is like he may just like we talked about before, he may just have a small cameo in this upcoming movie because we know that there's gonna be a lot of Spider-Man enemies from the other movies because of the multiverse thing. But that's been confirmed. So I'm not I'm not getting too wrapped up in like the whole post scene thing from the other Venom movie. I don't think it's gonna be as big of a deal as what other people think it's gonna be. Because think about to me, it's like think about how hard it was for Disney and Sony to come together for one character. So make an agreement to allow them to use Spider-Man and profit share, whatever they're doing, and just to like say, hey, let us do our thing and we'll cut you in. And it was tough. And it almost didn't happen. And then, you know, when it did happen, it almost stopped happening. And now, thankfully, like, I guess Tom Holland's going to be on for at least three more Spider-Man movies. And see, that's so at least, thing, like, so to, I, I like that because it's good that because I, I got tired of seeing like three Spider-Man movies, new Spider-Man. Right. Like, uh, hopefully Tom Holland's around for a long time because I think he does a very good job he as does. Spider-Man. I just hate like like it seems like in the past we just kept seeing this like almost like the same old Spider-Man story by a different director and a different actor. Exactly. And it's like, uh, damn, this is the first time that where they took the story in a different direction, introduced him in an entirely different way. A way that it, made more sense. Yeah. I think. I just I hope I just I hope they don't ruin it. I just like that's my thing. Like there's so much good stuff cooking. Like, it's hard for y'all to play nice. Just let's just stick to one character. Yeah, you know. And let's it, just... it, it took me like so. The thing with like, I I hope yeah, like I said, I I hope Morbius is his thing, his own thing. But I guess we'll have to see. True. But I was excited though because like I didn't really understand what was going on at first. Like I saw like at that post, I definitely didn't think that, that was Blade. Like I had no idea. Like somebody, somebody in the this this girl in the movie theater was yelling that was making fun of her boyfriend or whatever. She's like, you don't know who that was? And she, she was thinking it was Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so her dumb, her dumb ass was wrong anyways. But I, like I, the whole time during the movie, I'm like, they really haven't shown Jon Snow very much. Cause I couldn't remember his name. I kept telling her that I was like, where is he at? Like, it's just weird for them to have him in this movie. He's pretty, I mean, a lot of people know this guy. He's, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's pretty, he's a pretty big deal because of Game of Thrones. And I'm like, he hasn't really been in this movie a lot. I'm like, is he going to come in and, like, is anything going to happen? And then, like, I was like, I don't know who this guy's supposed to be. 
because I didn't really look at anything into the movie as far as like if I saw that certain characters played names, but his name was not familiar to me, like the character's name. Yeah, I didn't say, oh, that's so and so. Okay, that's the Black Knight. Nope, don't know that much about the Black Knight. So I was like, the whole time, I guess you know, she got him that ring or whatever, and I'm right, like, oh, man, he's. And I kept thinking, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, he's gonna put the ring on, and something crazy is gonna happen, and that never happened. I was like, yeah. and I kept, I kept telling me, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck he's supposed to be. And then even at the end, when I saw the sword, I'm like, all right, crazy ass sword. It kind of looked medieval and stuff like that. But I'm like, I still, I still, when I got home, I'm like, I had to look up and see like what the hell was going on. And then I saw the Black Knight. And I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, I mean, it's just. That's a random character, really. Yeah, I, I'm excited about it. I think he's. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what happens, and what they, you know, kind of the storyline with him and Blade. I mean, it's a cool, like it's 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 a weird thing where it's like it's a it's like this this weapon that's fueled by like almost I don't know, fueled by like hatred, basically. Right. And, and anger and violence like but he's still supposed but he like actually can use that to his advantage and use it for good like it's kind of a different it's a different take it's very very anti-hero so i guess we'll see like how how big of a deal are they going to make that character i I think he's just i think he's an ant-man size character where he's just secondary, but it'll still be it'll still be good. He'll still be used. He'll still be in a lot of stuff, and it'll be entertaining. Yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to see how that's going to work out. Because once I once I I was more excited about it once I figured out what the hell was going on. Because <laughs> while I was while I was watching it, I was like, okay, a black sword. And I couldn't really I'm like what? Who has a black sword? Who has a sword? And I kept telling like all the whole way home. I'm like, because I know when I can't figure stuff out, I know it probably. Gets on her nerves. So I'm talking to myself like, "Who has a black sword?" Like, and like, I just couldn't figure. I just, it just didn't, it didn't register at first. Right. Well, it's about that time to call the podcast, Kenny. We didn't get to Hawkeye. Well, hey, there's new episodes this week. We can talk about it next time. Exactly. We'll go. We'll do a four episode dive into Hawkeye. Oh shit. Um. But thank y'all for listening, Kenny. Good episode. Yeah, man. You know. We're all good to, for tonight. Uh, <laughs> We're all good for tonight. <laughs> Again, check us out on all your listening devices. You can look us up on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. You know where to find us if you want to listen to us. If you don't, tough. Um, you can also <laughs> listen to us on straight from Facebook now. So that's pretty cool. Um, Facebook listen. Go do that there. Yeah, listen to us while you're while you're, while you're trolling, or whatever you do on Facebook. <laughs> NFC South, NFC yeah. South pages. <laughs> Keep us in the background while you're arguing with people about politics uh, or whatever it is you people argue about on Facebook nowadays. There you go. Um, appreciate y'all support. Uh, see y'all or listen y'all listen to y'all next week. Yeah, listen listen to us next week. Listen to us. Listen. Yeah, we'll listen to yeah. y'all. Listen to us. <laughs> How about that? Good night and goodbye. Bye.